0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thank you for joining me tonight. My name's Ryan Hogue and I'm excited to be here talking to you guys about Amazon FBA, a big passion of mine. Been selling FBA for over three years. Uh, hopefully, let me know. By the way, I can see the chat on one of my side monitors. So if you see my head going this way, it's me looking at either the chat or the questions. This is also my first time broadcasting through GoToWebinar, so bear with me as I uh, get familiar. Normally, I got. Uh, normally, I'm using some other software. If you guys have seen me live streaming recently on my channel, you know that I love to uh, talk about how much I love the StreamYard software, but. Um, I'm enjoying GoToWebinar so far, and this is this is interactive. So if you guys type anything to me, I might go glance over here. I can see it. And, um, yeah, just say hello, drop me a line, and uh, I'll get started in a minute here while we wait for a couple other people to trickle in. But, again, I know you guys, uh, your time is extremely valuable. And this is prime time for uh, a lot of entertaining television shows. So thank you for taking the time to be here. Again, appreciate it. What's up, Tosh, Miro, Dax? What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining. I know my girlfriend said she would join, so I'm still waiting to see if she she drops me a comment. (laughs) Uh, Are any of you guys actually selling on Amazon yet? Or a lot of you guys in the introductory uh, information gathering phase still? Let me know. For uh, for me, I'll talk for like another two minutes before we get started. I'll tell you my background story. So I started selling an Amazon FBA in like late 2016, early 2017. But it was something I knew I wanted to do for about maybe like five months prior to me actually taking the dive to do it. It's just it's tough to learn, as I'm sure many of you guys know, whether you're successfully selling already or you're still in the the learning phase. Yeah, selling, but need additional products that are not saturated. Don't we all? Starting and afraid, yeah, can relate to all that stuff. Beginning phase, one product listed, small profit. That's good, though. I mean, if you're profitable with one product listed, that's that's good for you. Um, can't hear. Ramon, uh, check. Make sure that your speakers are working. I think everybody else can hear me. Three through four sales a day. Oh, hey, Marielle. There's my girlfriend. What's up? She made it. <laughs> Well, now that now that she's here, I guess we can start. But um, yeah, just to wrap my story, when I got started, I ended up actually crossing paths randomly, like seriously randomly. If you believe in fate, you might call it that, with somebody who was already successfully selling on Amazon at, at like a local business entrepreneur event. And uh, we all did like introductions. And at the time, like my introduction was that, you know, I'm a senior front end web developer. And I teach web development. So that was my thing. And I said, if you guys need help with websites, let me know. And there's nothing wrong with being a web developer. Obviously, like I'm still, you know, a web developer, but well, actually, I left my day job three weeks ago, but let's table that story for for later. Um now I'm doing the the entrepreneur thing full-time. But uh when I when I heard him say he sells on Amazon, it clicked in my mind like this is my chance to make money. Without trading my time directly for that income, which I'm sure is what makes this uh, business model so attractive to all of us, probably. Because uh, being a web developer, a senior front end web developer at age 25, which was pretty young, uh, I was making good money. But the dream for me was not to be chained to a computer desk all day, every day. So uh, I took the dive. I ended up paying that guy to teach me FBA. And that leads me to this presentation, guys. So thank you again for being here. Let's get started. Tonight, I am partnering with AMZ scout. I'm sure you guys are familiar with their brand. They're very well known in the Amazon seller space. They offer a suite of Amazon seller tools and funny story. I'm not even making this up. They were the first Amazon seller tool I ever used. I swear to God. So, um, so me and AMZ scout go back, but, uh, I'm excited. I'm partnering with them tonight to show you how we're going to hack the Amazon product research process to find a $10,000 a month product that we can sell. And we are ideally aiming to, uh, where's my mouse? There it is. We're ideally aiming to source this product, meaning we could launch this as our first ever Amazon product for about $1,000. So this is no small task, Uh, but with, with the assistance of AMZ Scouts tools and how they're able to, aid us in the product research process, which which is where I know so many people get hung up. Me, myself, when I was going through this the first time, it took me way too long. I mean, it was self-imposed. It was my fault, but it took me forever to get my first product not launched because the launching part wasn't that hard. It was really just, you know, Amazon's catalog's huge. There's so many options. And I found myself iterating through the product research process time and time again without making a decision. And sometimes you get paralysis by overanalysis. analysis. So using the tools I'm gonna to show you tonight, we're going to expedite, we're gonna hit fast forward on the process of finding a successful product. And uh, again, we're aiming to, to make $10,000 a month revenue and source it for about $1,000. And by the way, these pictures are some that I've taken over the years from my personal seller accounts. If you're wondering, and uh, real quick, before we get started, I just wanted to introduce myself for those of you that aren't familiar. My name is Ryan Hoag. I've sold over $1.4 million on Amazon to date, and I did that while working a day job, a nine-to-five job, again, as a senior front-end web developer. I also teach at the college level. I teach web development uh, three classes per semester. I've been doing that since I was 25, so I'm in my sixth year. The reason I mentioned that I have experience as a teacher is because I also have a free FBA mini course that you can join for free using the URL right there, bit.ly slash FBA mini course. I'm not sure if the uppercase letters matter. So uh, apologies, because I have to move on to the next slide. But that mini course over seven days will deliver daily lessons to your inbox if you want to sign up. And it'll just get you started with what you need to know and really help you just understand the FBA business model before you like dive in and really um you know really just take the dive you know also for those of you not familiar with my brand um, I publish a transparent passive income report both to my blog and my YouTube channel every month I usually do it on the first or the second day of the month showing you my sales from the month before so I do a pretty in-depth breakdown both in writing and in video with plenty of screenshots so, For those of you that haven't started yet, if you want to see like a realistic insight into the climb as an FBA seller, what it's like to go from not knowing what you're doing and zero sales all the way to seven figures, you can follow my climb on my website. It's just ryanhogue.com slash income reports. The link is right there. And or just go to my YouTube channel. Honestly, I think most people prefer the, uh, the video format. And last but not least, and I'll circle back around to this, but I spent over a year writing a uh, really, really in-depth, detailed Amazon FBA course, and I will circle back around to this. For those of you that stay till the end of this webinar, I have a special offer basically going to save you some money on enrollment if you want to learn from me. And the last thing before we dive into actually the purpose of this webinar, which apologies for delaying so long, but I think all this stuff's important. I wanted to get it out of the way up front. I think you need to find your why. Why are, why are you interested in starting an online business? Why are you interested in Amazon FBA of all the business models you could partake in? Like I mentioned, I was a web developer. I was making six-figure salary at a young age. I have a nice sports car out front in my driveway. Like life was good. But for me, my why has a lot to do with this quote from Warren Buffett. So if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you'll work until you die. Now that's, I have plenty of friends and family. Who are perfectly okay understanding this quote and choosing to work till they die. And that's that's good on them. It, that's not for me, but it's for a lot of other people. No hard feelings, but for me personally, like my personality, I would much rather make money passively through business models like Amazon FBA and enjoy some of the nicer things that this life has to offer that a nine to five job will get in the way of you experiencing. And by the way, again, shout out to my girlfriend who. <laughs> Me and her have had some uh, great experiences already. Like it's we're two months into uh, 2020, and we've already done some pretty cool stuff. So, Uh, without her, I would definitely be more of a hermit that did not get out of the house enough. If she's still watching, all right. So, again, one more thing before we jump into using AMZ Scouts tools, we should probably answer the question that might be on some of your minds: How much money do do you need to start Amazon FBA? So obviously, it takes money to make money with this business model. As I mentioned, we're going to aim to find a product that we can source and sell for about $1,000 all in for the initial cost. Now, with Amazon FBA, this is kind of like a cyclical thing. We place money for an order. We get X number of units, and it's going to take X number of time or X amount of time to sell them. Then we're gonna have to reorder. So it's not like this is gonna be a thousand dollars each time. Ideally, we're gonna be successful. The first order will cost a thousand dollars. Then, as our product gets more sales, it builds sales rank, it gets more visibility on Amazon. Towards the end, or not towards the end, but like over time, we want to be making more sales, which means our orders will be bigger quantity and we'll need more than a thousand dollars, you know, just being upfront about it but that's, that's gonna be a sign of success. So initially, $1,000, reorder, hopefully more than that, because that'll mean we're getting sales. And uh, just as a rule of thumb, the more cash you have set aside, the better. All right, so what makes the ideal product? Oh, what's up, John? I recognize you. He's in the FBA course. What's up, John? I, I appreciate you joining, man. What makes the ideal product when we are sourcing for products to sell on Amazon FBA? Now, it's not enough just to look around your room, like look around my room and look for things that I spent my money on and say, well, if I'm willing to spend money on that, then other people probably would. I should source that and sell that on Amazon. In the past, when there wasn't that many sellers, that might have worked. But today, people are a little bit more savvy. There's more sellers on the platform, although I still think there's plenty of, uh, you know, the pie is 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 huge. There's plenty of meat left on the bone for new sellers to enter the market for sure. Uh, but we are going to evaluate the ideal product based on a couple of, you know, attributes that we want in the product. So it's not a requirement. None of these are real requirements, but things that we bring personal knowledge and expertise to are going, that's going to directly benefit us. Now, I have been guilty of selling both products that I understood and products that I didn't understand. And to be completely honest, like I've had success selling products that I didn't understand. I just used this process I'm going to share with you in this webinar and found them and then you know, just rolled the dice basically. Uh, and then I've also sold products I didn't understand that were not successful, you know, and I do my best to get my money out of them and then I move on. I stop reordering. Uh, we're gonna look for high demand and medium to low competition. Now high demand, low competition, that's harder and harder to find as time moves on. as tools like AMZ Scout continue to make life easier, for sellers looking for the same high demand low competition products. So those those little hidden gem products, they are easier to find using the software I'm going to be sharing with you tonight. As a result, they're harder to find, but you know, medium to low competition is ideal, low seasonality. So I'm not going to go too in depth about that tonight, but AMZ Scout does have a a tool that is a part of the bundle that I'm going to be showing you at the end of the the presentation that will show you Sales history over time, which you know, if we're not selling yet, we can look to our competitors, look at their sales sales history over the course of a year, and if we see big mountains and valleys, those are spikes. Like basically, it, it's communicating to us the demand from the customer, showing either it's consistent all year, or maybe if it's a product that's related to summertime, like something related to swimming pools you might see high demand, which would mean low BSRs in the summer, and then uh, spikes in BSRs, which indicate less sales in the wintertime. Brand potential. This is a big one. I think a lot of people would agree that brand potential is more and more important uh, as time moves forward, because it really is just helping us make more money from work that we did previously. Like If you have a successful product already on Amazon, and you can spin that product recognition or brand recognition into helping your second and third and fourth product in that brand be successful, that's just giving yourself a leg up over competition that doesn't have that luxury. So the first product I ever sold on Amazon, I still sell to this day. Now, the first product itself is not my most profitable, but I spun that out into a brand. At its peak, I had 12 products in that brand. Right now, I think I have about nine that are actively in stock for sale on Amazon. Uh, It's brand registered and it's doing extremely well. It's often netting me five-figure profit per month. Uh, The shoebox test, if you drop the product in a shoebox, well, no, sorry, that's the next one. Shoebox test is, does it fit in a shoebox? Now this is not an absolute requirement. Amazon over time has changed how they classify the um, sizing tiers of products, meaning like when they're packaged, what size are they? They care more about size than weight when it comes to uh, storing things in their warehouses, which by the way, I've, I've uh, visited a warehouse before. It's pretty cool. Um, and does it pass the drop test? So can you drop it from like five feet or so? And will it break if you drop it from five feet? Because if it will, as you can imagine, sourcing products from overseas, sending them to the Amazon warehouse, it's a lot of movement and there's a lot of potential for things to be dropped. Let's say five feet. And um take it from me that's an important one I've sourced fragile products before and regretted it price point between 20 to 50 dollar range this one is definitely not a requirement like today we're going to be looking at a little bit on the cheaper end but um, just as a rule of thumb my personal approach to FBA now the thing is I've got a little bit of a deeper bankroll because I've been doing FBA for over three years so you know i've been doing it successfully for over 3 years so when i go look at like my business bank account i can sell products you know the i've sold products for as much as $150 on amazon that was the highest sale price that i ever sold fba products for and it takes more money to bankroll the inventory orders for that so it's really up to you and how much money you have to throw at this if you're doing this for the first time i think lower end is better to protect yourself if for some reason things didn't go successfully you wouldn't be out as much money but let's not even We're not planning to fail, we're planning to succeed. A low price point that we're gonna look at is gonna be in the range of about $10 though. So we'll we'll talk more about that when we get there. All right, now let's take a look at what to avoid. I'll keep this pretty brief. We're gonna avoid fragile items for the reasons I just explained a second ago. If they break easy, you're gonna get a lot of returns. You're gonna get a lot of dead inventory. Products that Amazon's uh, employees or they don't call them employees. When I visited the, uh, the FBA warehouse, they don't call them employees, they call them associates, which I thought was a little funny. Um, for some reason, they don't want to think of them as employees uh, or them to feel like employees. <laughs> they want them to feel like partners. But when they pick and pack them off the shelves, like if they're already broken from getting imported to the United States, then they won't ship it to your customer. They're just going to throw it away. So that's just money lost. Uh, Print on demand items, things like t-shirts and apparel, basically coffee mugs, things like that. You do not want to <laughs> sell be selling those as FBA because there are programs that I could talk about for another like five hours, namely like merch by Amazon is an Amazon run program, where you'll be competing against prime eligible products that don't actually exist until after the order placed. For you to try to compete with that, it's it's a losing proposition. So stay away from apparel. Oversized items, so when I mentioned I was selling products, the most expensive products I had like, it was part of a brand. I was selling them for between $99, $125, and $150 with variations, upsells basically. They were all oversized, that is not ideal. You'll face increased inbound shipping charges if your products are bigger, so stay, just stay away, trust me. It's gonna eat into your margins and be harder to project because you don't know where they're gonna go. But I, you know it's it's i could talk more in depth about it you can pay amazon so that you do know where they're going to go but then it, again it's increased fees not worth it items made from chemicals now i've sold products made from chemicals and it's not like it's the end of the world you just have to provide additional information but asterisk uh certain products like pesticides there was almost like an amazon apocalypse i don't remember if it was in 2019 or 2018 but it was like any product that even it was like, it could be, if it was pesticides, you were instantly removed from Amazon and then you had to take pesticide training and do all this extra stuff just to get it relisted. um, And then there were products that were not related to pesticides at all that were incorrectly flagged by their algorithm. And then they would get pulled from Amazon too. And it was a big pain in the butt to get them relisted. I had to, I personally had to take the pesticide training and um, it's, it was just no fun. So if it's your first time going through this process, you probably want to avoid items made from chemicals. Also, uh, John, I think there will be a replay or who else was asking about the replay? I was told there'd be a replay. If I can get a, a copy of it, I'm probably just gonna upload it to my YouTube channel as well because I was doing an FBA mini series and uh, this fits right into where I was at with the next video. All right, items that include batteries. Last thing that we want to avoid, uh, there's extra shipping regulations just more headache, basically, if you're going to include a battery, that's why if you've ever ordered off Amazon, which most of us probably have, you don't always get a battery included in your order. Sometimes they'll just send you the product, no battery included, and then you're stuck like, where's the battery? So that's probably why. All right. Now we are going to dive into product research using AMZ scouts, awesome suite of seller tools, not just one tool. It's a suite of tools. So, without AMZ Scout I'm going to just throw two slides at you and show you what life is like if we don't use AMZ Scout. So when it comes to finding products, we're going to have to basically go to Amazon, just type in keywords for products and hope that we get lucky basically. And that's not even enough. If we see a product that might look promising, we then have to validate them. It's not enough just to say, "Oh, this looks like it'll be good. Let's go find a supplier and spend some money on it." I honestly like this is I'm I don't know if other people who teach FBA teach this, but I'm like very, very big on the product validation phase, meaning like project using like formulas and what data is available, how profitable they're gonna be if we opt to sell them. And uh, in my course, I have like a very, very nice spreadsheet that will basically tell you what you can expect to be making as a return on products before you spend a dime. Oh yeah, don't forget, you have to filter out the wrong items from results. We've all seen this. We've all seen Amazon searches where we're, we're like, whatever we typed in is looking promising. And then you're like, wait a second, why are there bounty paper towels mixed in with like compression packing cubes for luggage and then some space saver vacuum storage bags? Like, that doesn't make sense. So the reason I threw these in there is because when you see the search results, Amazon will tell you like showing one through 40 of of 1,000 products, but of the 1,000 products, like half or more than half could be the the bounty paper towel rolls that have no relevance to your search. So there's a lot of manual combing, combing through products and you can spend a lot of time doing that. Does it have to be this difficult? Fortunately for us in the year 2020, thanks to companies like AMZ Scout, it does not. So I'm gonna show you uh, with some actual demos tonight. I'm gonna try to keep this like, about one hour, so I'm not going to spend this long talking uh, about how to use them. I'm going to try to show you, but I'm going to show you the web app, which is also known as the product database. This is where I like to go to get product ideas. And I'm going to show you the Pro Chrome extension. Now with this, you can actually run the extension while you're looking at an Amazon product page or you can do it just from any page on Amazon. I'm going to show you my favorite part of this extension. I don't know if I should save it as a surprise for later, but um you can you can run this on any page on Amazon and it'll either give you relevant data based on what you're looking at or you can use it to generate product ideas. Oh yeah, and going back, <laughs> it has over a quarter million users. So sometimes like the data, the success of something speaks for itself. That's impressive. And then they have additional uh, tools in their toolkit, in their suite of tools. Now, tonight I'm just going to be highlighting the web app and the uh, Chrome extension, but AMZ Scout Quick View, that was what I was alluding to when I said that we can evaluate our competitors' sales. Well, it's really sales rank history. So, sales rank is an indicator of how well a product is selling relative to other products in that category. And by looking at that over time, again, we can evaluate things like seasonality. That way we can project our inventory levels if there's gonna be a spike in demand in the summer and then it's gonna pull back in the winter, things like that. Uh, Keyword tracker, that's for when we are basically already selling on Amazon. So that's a little bit further down the process, but it'll help track our SKUs, our different SKUs, our different products and how they rank on specific keywords. Uh, the AMZ Scout FBA calculator. That was the first extension I ever used as an FBA seller. I swear it was, and um, that's a big part of when I mentioned that my course has a spreadsheet that helps you validate your product ideas before spending a dime. The FBA calculator will help us grab data points, things like what's the Amazon referral fee, what's the FBA fee. So those things are dynamic; they're not static. The referral fee will be keyed off of the um, the Amazon link for, sorry, I'm making sure I didn't miss a comment. Yeah. The referral fee is based on your product sale price and the uh, FBA fees based on the dimensions of your product plus the weight. So all these things are, there's a lot of variables. That's why honestly, like I'm not ashamed to say when I learned FBA, I paid somebody to teach me. And um, I then took what I learned, made it better over the course of over three years and turned it into my course. Oh, yeah. And the other ones, uh, stock stats, that's so you can spy on your competitors and view their inventory levels. So if you see somebody that's about to go out of stock ahead of you, you know, you know, opportunities coming and Amazon to eBay price compare will uh, help you if you're doing any sort of arbitrage. All right. So this is basically the order that I like to do things in. I like to start with the web app on the left side there. And I use that to generate ideas and I get to input criteria for products that really, you know, it's like if we have any constraints, like in this webinar, I'm going to try to find a product for us that's $10,000 a month that we can source for relatively cheap. So I'm going to to, I'm going to go to the web app first. Then I'm going to go over to the Chrome extension to do some validation. And these two tools are included in the AMZ Scout bundle. Now they're the top two things you see listed. And if you opt to, uh, to buy the Amz Scout bundle, which has literally everything you need as far as tools go to sell on Amazon, it will normally run you $566. But if you stay till the end, we have worked out a discount code for you guys uh, that are interested in getting started selling on Amazon. So stay tuned. That's more like it. So does it have to be that difficult? No, it doesn't. Joey from friends is now smiling and nodding his head. He likes what he sees. All right, so step one, we're gonna find product ideas using the web app, AKA the product database. Now, when you go to amzscout.net, uh, you will click the find product button in the top right corner, and it will take you to the product database. It looks like this. Um, when you get here, and I'm actually gonna do a live, a live demo at the end of this. Uh, is $250 subscription or one-time purchase? I believe it was one time. Let's go back. Uh, yeah, I believe this is this is gonna be one time. But let's confirm with uh, one of the admins if you guys don't mind in the comments. All right, so when we get to the web app, sorry for rifling through the slides. <laughs> but when you get to the web app, it looks like this. There's nothing there for us. So it's like, what the heck? It said find products, where are the products? Well, what's cool is we get to use filters to Indicate like what category, for instance, do we want to search for to find product results in? Now, these product results, they're not all perfect. Uh, there is no software that will know like to filter out certain things and include other things. So it's going to be kind of broad to start, but we're going to kind of filter down what we want by selecting specific categories. Now, there's no right or there is a wrong way of doing this, but there's no real right way. So the wrong way to do this would be to select gated categories that you cannot sell products in without explicit permission from Amazon. Now, for the most part, like most categories are not gated, but categories like uh, like jewelry, for instance, um, and gift cards, you need express approval to be able to sell in there. And this actually changes over time. So it's like you could watch this webinar in a year or something, and it might have changed, but The ones that you see here are my personal recommendations based on the three plus years I have selling on Amazon as an FBA seller. So, sports and outdoors, toys and games, garden and outdoor, home and kitchen, office products, baby, health, household and baby care, industrial and scientific, luggage and travel gear, pet supplies, and tools and home improvement. That will give us an incredibly broad range of potential search results. So, you can actually refine these. You can start with one category at a time if you want to. And then watch what happens in your results if you just if you do if you do one at a time. So uncheck the other one, check another, and you'll see different results. I mean, Amazon's catalog is huge. So there's really not a, a wrong way to do that as long as you don't select a gated category. Price range. Now fitting into the theme of we want to be able to source our first order with about a thousand dollars. So that's gonna most likely mean that we're gonna be selling it for something along the lines of like $9.99 to $14.99. Now the lowest ticket price uh, the lowest ticket product that I currently sell on Amazon is for $9.99. And I source that product for a dollar and five cents per unit. Although my supplier, and this will happen sometimes, uh they last time I ordered they were like, They didn't even actually say anything. They just bumped the price up like five cents per unit on me, which it's not the end of the world. Like I got a really good deal initially. And I have a guy on the ground in China who helps me with sourcing. So I think sometimes because he'll, he will ask for the pricing for me that I think he might get a better rate. And then when they start dealing with me an American, I think maybe they saw that and they bumped the price up a little bit on me. Just a theory. Um, By the way, in my course, if you opt to join, I put you in contact with uh, one of the guys that I work with in China. I've been working with him since the beginning. And uh, the guy who taught me FBA actually put me in contact with him. So we've there's like over four years history. I flew to China and met him in 2018. Not recently, don't freak out. In, uh, in 2018 though, I went over there and met him, so. All right, reviews. We're gonna aim for something along the lines of like zero to 75 reviews. The most reviews any of my products have ever gotten in the first year of sales, was I think 59, it was right around 60. So the way I saw this is we don't wanna compete with products that are over a year old because the more reviews they have, the more sales they have, uh, the harder it's gonna be to replace them, to overtake their organic rank in search results. So we're doing ourselves a favor by keeping the review count low. And estimated sales, um, sorry, just looking over at the comments for a second. Estimated sales, The math I used here, and you can obviously play around with these figures, but if we can do about a thousand sales at $10 a unit, that'll get us to that $10,000 a month mark. All right, and then there's actually an additional filters option that you're gonna wanna click before searching and it'll give us access to these three additional filters. There's actually more filters than this, but these are the three that I'd recommend using. Seller type, you're gonna wanna select FBA and merchant. So FBA is fulfilled by Amazon. That's what the business model that we're pursuing. When you go, when you sell as an FBA seller, you get that little prime checkbox and the likelihood of you succeeding is much higher. You know, there's a bunch of benefits. I'm not going to get into it now. Merchant sellers are like third-party sellers on Amazon. They fulfill orders themselves. Think of it like selling on eBay. If you put a pair of shoes on eBay today and they sell, you have to go to the post office and ship them tomorrow. That's like merchant sellers. Uh, product here. Oh, yeah. The reason we did th- those two, though, the third option is Amazon. And we want to sort out Amazon. Mm-hmm. We do not want to be competing with Amazon. Like, think Amazon Basics or Amazon Elements. They have so many different brands now. Um, they're really impeding on sellers that were achieving success on their platform. They're like, oh, look at this guy being successful on our platform. I want some of that. You know, Jeff Bezos, he's greedy. Uh, so we don't want to compete with. Amazon in any category. So we're gonna filter them out. Product tier, uh, you just wanna put standard. I mentioned earlier what happens when you um, when you sell oversized. So basically the other option under product tier is standard versus oversized. Just check standard. We don't wanna be selling oversized products. It's They also usually cost more. So just ignore that headache, avoid the headache. Uh, weight, so I played around with the weight range. Um, I was looking at the range of along the lines of about a half pound, all the way up to like 1.8 pounds. Now, I know this slide has two different numbers. That's because I was using uh, I was using half a pound to 1.5, and then I was seeing like like napkins, and I was like, all right, I don't want to filter through a million listings of napkins. So I, I, to save myself the headache, I upped the weight to 0.8 to 1.8. And that filtered out little things like napkins and uh, Apple Watch bands and things like that that I didn't, I wasn't interested in selling. So you can play around again, play around with it. I think anything from 0.5 to 1.8 is good. Play around with the categories and the weight though; those two things you can play around with. Don't play around with the seller type or the product here. All right, you guys ready for a quick live demo? I'm gonna jump out of these slides for a second, and I'm gonna hop on over to AMZ Scout. And again, Uh if you click find product up here in the top right corner, it will take you straight to their product database. Now, I just realized it's got my filters saved from when I was using this to prepare for this presentation. So <laughs> I don't know if there's a way for me to uh, reset them. Let me see. Uh, clear all filters, there we go. All right, so first things first, if I hit find products to clear that, nope, didn't work. All right. Anyways, first things first, what I like to do real quick, everything that I just showed you, categories. So what if we just leave this at sports and outdoors? So beforehand, I gave you, I think, some something along the lines of like 10 or 11 categories. Let's just leave it at sports and outdoors. Um, keywords, now you can opt to include keywords. Like if you're seeing a lot of like small one-off products, maybe you include the word bundle. And then you see if people are selling those like small one-off products in bundles. Now, I usually don't include keywords unless it's like a specific niche that I'm looking to enter. But like we did sports and outdoors. So maybe I type in the word soccer. That would work. But I am i don't have like a soccer brand. That's a, that would be an example. If you have a brand of something selling well for soccer, like you have a brand of soccer balls and you need ideas that you can expand your brand, you might type in soccer and then see things like shin guards and you know nets to carry the soccer balls, whatever. Uh, price, we said $9.99 to $13.99. And I use $9.99 just again, that's the cheapest I've ever sold FBA products for. And it seems like it'll probably fit our $1,000 goal, which by the way, I mean, I didn't actually mention that that product that I'm selling, it ranks like fourth on its primary keywords at $9.99. I think I recently actually updated the price to about $11.00 and then I ran a coupon, so that it gets even more clicks in search results. Those little types of hacks that will get you more sales are things that I teach in my course. All right, reviews. Uh, Zero to 75 was what I ended up on. Uh, Like I said, the most reviews I've seen any of my products get in a year was about 60, so you can play around with that. Uh, But I think a little bit more leeway will help, because ultimately, reviews are a function of sales, and sales are a function of the niche that you enter. Like certain niches, you'll sell one a day, other niches you'll sell 10 a day, but both of those niches can make you the same amount of profit, so it it all depends on what you're selling. All right, estimated sales, we said 1,000 to 2,500. Now you don't really actually need to include a a high end there, like you don't need to put 2,500. The reason I did was again coming back to that $1,000 to source that first order. Uh, If you have a niche, like I just mentioned, like if you have a niche that's selling, let's say 25,000 on the high end, like in order for you to accurately project how many units you should order, if you're entering a niche where everybody's just making a ton of sales, and maybe it's like a really cheap item, so you don't make that much profit on a sale, but you get a lot of sales and it it adds up, you're gonna need to spend more money on more units. So it might come to more than $1,000. So I thought 1000 to 2500 made sense there uh what else seller type Amazon fBA or merchant so we don't want to compete with amazon let's do fBA and merchant product tier avoid oversized trust me <laughs> even when you're experienced like i was experienced when i started selling oversized and i regretted it just such a headache and wait we said uh, let's do 0.8 to 1.8 again just so that we don't have to like filter well actually we're doing the sports so maybe we don't have to worry about napkins <laughs> so we'll do 0.5 to 1.8 and uh, yeah, we could, we could do revenue like 10,000, but um, we won't need to because of the price and estimated sales. So I'm gonna hit find products. All right, so we can see here, It's by the way, it generates like a massive list. And whenever I come to the product database, do you mainly use Alibaba to get products from China? I personally, do mainly use Alibaba, but here's the thing. I have a guy on the ground in China, so I usually just go to him and tell him what I'm interested in. And I don't even need to go through the, I'm not going to call it a headache, but I don't have to usually go through the Alibaba, like interview five suppliers, order samples. My guy will just interview for me, give me the info I need. He'll order samples from the people I like. And it's it's pretty seamless now. Um. Anyways, when you get your results through the product database, you will see a lot of products now I am experienced combing through these I usually just scroll through really quickly if you're going through this for the first time you may want to like jump on over here to Amazon and uh, and actually see what's going on by the way when you come on over to Amazon this is step two you can use the AMZ Scout Pro extension to get more information on this product and this niche. And I'm gonna save that for later. I'm not gonna jump the gun on that, but I just wanna scroll through the uh, product database results and kind of show you an example of um, what it generated for us. Now this bag, this is interesting because I think they may have uh, accidentally misclassified the weight of this bag. I can't imagine this, this only weighing a half a pound. Sometimes sellers make mistakes. Uh, if you Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But Amazon, when they receive your product for the first time and it's a new product, they will weigh it themselves. So if you lie about the weight or the dimensions, they will fix it. Trust me. And it's not always in your favor because if they weigh it and it, and it's you think it's half a pound, they might put 0.75. Well, guess what? You're paying more money now on each sale because they weighed it heavier than it actually is. Then you have to request a reweigh. It can... Yeah, do your best to just give accurate dimensions. Anyways, this looks interesting. Um, so I would say this is a good, interesting product. And you can just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. When you get towards the bottom, it will uh, do something in web development we call Ajax. It will do infinite scroll. It'll grab some more products that meet your criteria and append it to the bottom of the page. So it's real easy to use. And uh, just there's just endless potential, honestly. So, I can just scroll forever. You see, you'll notice a lot of water bottles, by the way. I would not recommend selling water bottles personally uh, unless you find some like niche weird type of water bottle. like my girlfriend just got me one for our uh, anniversary a couple of weeks ago, and it's like has little buttons on it and it'll give you like electrolytes and um, various like vitamins in it and stuff like that. It's a very niche product, um, not just a standard water bottle. Anyways, let's jump back in here. I'm going to is coronavirus affecting? Your orders from Asia right now. Here's the thing. Um, I posted in a couple of my Facebook groups that uh, some of my suppliers had emailed me and said, hey, we're back to work, you know. Uh, But, like, I have a couple active orders right now. And I have a uh, request for a new order that I just put out earlier today. So I'll hear back from uh, the supplier tonight it's like until the products have been shipped, we don't really know. That's, that's the honest truth. I have not gotten any shipments out of China since the the virus really started um, rampaging through. So my goal right now is not to have too much money tied up in orders that I really don't know if they're being produced or not. So like, I mean, the order that I, that I placed, I think was a couple, it was probably like, three or $4,000, which is a lot of money. I'm not trying to say it's not a lot of money, but like it's an established product that I'm selling. So it's not like going to be hard for me to to flip that inventory. But I instead of doing like a massive order, because I've done like $12,000 orders for that same product, I did a small one. I did four, four grand and we'll see what happens. Um And then some other orders again, I haven't gotten anything out of there yet. So that's that's really all I can really say right now. All right, let's jump into step two. Guten tag, Sebastian. Uh, Let's validate our step one products. Actually, did I skip through some stuff? Oh, no, here. I think I have some examples of uh, results from, so, sorry, step two. We're gonna validate some of the results from step one. Now, I pre-planned some products just because (laughs) with the web app and that product database and the potential for so many products to be uh, suggested I figured we don't want to be watching this webinar all night. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. By the way, if you are, um, let me know. By the way, if you have any questions, again, I, every now and then I'm glancing over here. We're gonna have a Q and A at the end too, so that's the best time to ask questions. Um, but step two, we're gonna validate some of the products that we got out of the product database. So we're gonna use the AMZ Scout Pro extension to do that. And what's great about this is it's it's easy mode. You click one button and it's gonna give us a bunch of data. So When I was combing through uh, through products to prepare for this presentation, one product that I thought stuck out, now it's very random, as some Amazon products are, the product I was just alluding to that I'm waiting for my order to be produced. If I told you what it was, it is so random. Like, it's so, eh, it's random. Anyways, products like this one, uh, let me show you a picture. They're like baby shark cake toppers. (laughs) So I grabbed this from search results from the web app that fit the criteria that I showed you that I input. And uh, they're being sold for 1099 per per order. It's not really per unit because it's a bundle of units. You get eight different shark toppers. And uh, all. so basically this was the process I used. I should have probably reordered those last two slides, but in the web app, I saw them here. It says about 1500 sales per month. It's listed in the Toys and Games category. The revenue estimate is about 16,600. So that's six grand higher than our initial, uh, than our floor that we were aiming to see. And it's only being sold for 10.99. So $10.99, that seems like a good entry point. Uh, and actually this is really cool. So I mentioned that the AMZ Scout, uh FBA calculator was the first extension I ever used. But if you use the web app, it actually pulls the data that I was using the calculator for. It just shows you right there in the search results. So you will be less reliant on the FBA calculator extension if you just use the web app. Because right here under fees, it's showing us the Amazon fees. So if you take 1099, deduct that 641, you get your net net profit per sale, which is about $4.58. All right. And then they give you additional info like the weight um, the listing quality score. I mean, there's a lot of valuable stuff. This could I could double the length of time of this webinar, but I, I want to try to keep it to an hour or so. Um, talking about like why this stuff's important. And by the way, my course, I spent over a year writing it to teach people how to sell on FBA. It's a self-paced course. We go in depth about all this stuff. The product research module is by far the uh the longest too, because I think it's the most important. If you do good in the product research and product validation phase, you can save yourself a lot of money in a negative experience so i went from the web app again to the amazon listing which looks like this and then i ran the amz scout pro extension when you run the extension you get a uh, a screen that pops up and will give you a bunch of it's basically like rows and columns of data similar to what we saw in the in the web app but if you click the niche score it gives you a breakdown of like exactly what you need to know. So there's a little button that says niche score and it ranks it on a on a scale of one to 10. So this one came up as an eight. You can see the eight is very likely to succeed by their estimates. Profit ranked as high. I don't care as much about profit, true, truly. I'm looking mainly at competition. That's why I put a big red arrow. Uh, it says profit is high, demand is great, but competition, that's the one that I think can make or break your product because understanding like the, the customer experience will help us succeed as a seller. It's honestly why Amazon as a company succeeded because Jeff Bezos obsessed over the customer experience and we need to basically do the same uh, or you know, just at least understand it in this case. Customer experience at a high level, they go to Amazon, they search, they find, and they buy. So the search part, we can check that box just by having our product listed for sale on Amazon. The find part, if we have the best product and the best product listing in the world that converts, so we would check the search and the buy part because of listing that converts, they'll buy. But the middle part, the find, if we're not on page one and ideally near the top of page one, there's no chance that we're getting the sale. It, it just doesn't work. They, we need visibility. So if they click us in search results, go to the listing, now they have a chance to buy. But if we don't get that click in search results, it's over, you know what I mean? And the best products in the world, if they're not on page one because competition's so high, no chance of making sales. So competition, prioritize that over everything. Medium to low is ideal. And uh, also I'll be honest, like if it's a brand new product for me, I don't just go off of the tools. AMZ Scouts tools are great, but like I'll still go and manually look at search results myself and I'll filter out those ba- bounty paper towel rolls and the uh, the vacuum zipper bags or whatever, you know, I'll filter out all the, the wrong products. But if I'm like serious about spending money on a product and launching it, I'll look at the tools, but I'll also go do manual checks just to make sure that everything looks good. All right. So we got our dancing baby shark again. I thought that was a good product result. When I did my, uh... so is Baby Shark trademarked? So the way trademarks work, and I am not a lawyer, although my dad and my sister are, uh, (laughs) side note, but the way trademarks work is like, you'd have to trademark Baby Shark on the product, on the product type. So you'd have to not only see if Baby Shark showed up on the uh, USPTO.gov website, but then you'd have to like see what it's trademarked for. So that's a great question though. Absolutely, you should go look at that. I personally am not selling this product. So I didn't actually go the extra mile, but checking trademarks and patents, absolutely worthwhile. And you should do that. So great question, uh, jo- Giovanna or Cole. Um, other products, sorry, that was the baby shark again. Oh, yeah, there were multiple uh, results. So I looked at a couple different ones to get an idea of how the niche as a whole was selling. And um, as you can see here, this first one is doing 16,600 a month or so. One of their competitors is doing 5,800 a month. So obviously the organic rank one is on those keywords is probably selling the most, but also there's different keywords that might be driving them sales. That's why when you see Amazon's choice, you don't see Amazon's choice for baby shark. You see Amazon's choice for baby shark birthday cake decorations, right? So different search queries are can get you Amazon's choice on, on different terms uh, and results in different sales figures. But if you average out 16.6K and 5.8K, you're gonna get right around 10K, which is perfect. That's right, that's right what we were aiming for. All right, some other products real quick that I looked at, um, these, these foam sheets that I think are for like moving and wrapping supplies when you move. Uh, This showed up as likely to succeed. Um, I got this from the the web app. Then I pulled it over here and used the the pro Chrome extension. High profit estimations. Sales demand is great. Competition medium. That's what I like to see. Uh, Also, like when you see extremely monopolistic, that usually doesn't scare me off too much. Because as long as there's not a lot of, like what really will push you off the first page is a lot of product listings. But if there's not a lot of competition and it's just, like, two or three or, or five people dominating the, the top of the sales, trust me, like, if you do a good job sourcing your product and putting together a nice product listing, just don't cut corners, basically. Uh, you can chip away at their sales. Like, absolutely can chip away at their sales. You got to figure out what your edge is, though. Um Leather earrings. Now, this came up as fitting all of our criteria from the web app. But when we did validation using the Pro Chrome extension, competition came up as strong. So even though this says likely to succeed, when I see strong competition, I think to myself, you know, I don't need to source and sell every single product that I see. I'm going to skip this one because the competition was strong. Now, another one, luxury bamboo full body size pillow. Uh, my girlfriend loves the full body size pillows and, uh, this came up as very strong. So when I see very strong, I'm just like, Hey, stay away. And you can even see the pro Chrome extension said six out of 10. Now, six out of 10 guys, we can do better than that. So just move on. And I would be remiss if I didn't show you my favorite part of the pro Chrome extension. Now, rather than, uh. Rather than just show you how a screenshot with it highlighted, let's just jump on over to Amazon real quick. And so if I just go to like amazon.com like this, and I click the AMZ Scout Pro extension in the top right corner, it'll pop up. And this bottom down here in the bottom right, it says niche idea. So if I click that, it will send me to a uh, product that it deems as a good opportunity to sell. Now. Sometimes it'll send you to one that's like a six. That's rare. Usually it's on the range of like seven to nine, but there is an occasional 10. And this this gets updated over time. So if you cycle through it today and tomorrow, you'll probably see a lot of similar products, but also like, I mean, the Amazon marketplace changes. When you see these results, it's based on real-time data. I don't have time to break down exactly how it works, but indicators like bestseller rank indicate uh, sales volume, and that that updates throughout the day, all day, every day, which can shift how a product ranks as far as the niche score. But you saw I just hit niche idea. It showed us paper lanterns are selling well right now, and uh, competition is not too bad. We can just hit niche idea again. Just hit that button again. What does this say? Resistance bands? Fabric resistance bands. So it's like a special type. So again, it's like, this is how you should probably think about products on Amazon today. It's not just the niche resistance bands, but it's like a sub-niche of the, the parent niche because it's fabric. So something setting it apart. All right, this one came up as seven. Again, we can do better than that. But guys, you can keep clicking the niche idea button and getting new ideas. So just know that that's there. It's one of my, fa- It's pro- I mean, it's my favorite part. I can't lie. It's my favorite part of the pro extension. <laughs> Anything that that has an easy button, I'm all for. Uh, all right, getting close to wrapping up the slides here. So to recap, when we are looking for products, you want to prioritize, well, for one, prioritize your budget. So in this presentation, I showed you that it is possible to find a 10 k a month product that we can source for most likely about a thousand dollars. Again, we input certain filters into the web app to help us refine the results to stick within that range. Uh, So prioritize your budget, but also prioritize competition. Of all the metrics like demand and whatnot, competition is going to save you the most headache. uh, And that's gonna be done using the pro extension. Evaluate on an annual basis. So don't forget to just look at your competitors. Like before you drop money to source a product, just Look at some of your competitors' listings. You can go grab the AMZ Scout Quick View extension. It will show you sales history of your competition. Look at it on a year scale. Look for the peaks and valleys. Ideally, it's going to be a flat line or relatively flat. Sometimes, like one big spike up followed by a drop, can indicate that they ran out of inventory or something. Which, by the way, AMZ Scout has another extension that will help you spy on your competitors' inventory levels. So, they've pretty much thought of it all. Um, But just think on an annual basis, because you don't want to get caught with like way more inventory than you need at a time of year where it's like not in high demand, especially during the fourth quarter during Christmas, because Amazon charges you way more money to store stuff at that time of year. So that's like the worst time of year to uh, have more inventory than you need. Third, most importantly, take your time. Now, I mentioned that like when I went through this for the first time, like I took my sweet time. I think it was mainly just being scared to fail. Um, I mentioned that like I, my nine to five job, like I had a comfortable living, so it wasn't the money that was scaring me. It wasn't losing the money as much as I was scared of failing. Um, thinking about like what my friends, family, the people that knew that I partook in being an Amazon seller, like what they would think, you know, like would they judge me if I if my first product launch wasn't a success? Now, you can spend a year on product research. There's no guarantee that you're going to be successful until you try. Like Amazon Scouts, AMZ Scouts tools are great for helping us filter out the bad products, find a diamond in the rough. But until you try, until you go for it, you're like you're just not going to know. So that's worth remembering. But also take your time. Some people blaze through my course. Other people take longer like me. So um, it's OK to take a while. And if I can do it, so can you. Again, like go to my blog, go to ryanhoagcom slash income reports. Go to my first ever income report where I sold five units and made $42 profit. Like it, it literally just took me telling myself, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And at a minimum, I dedicated one night a week to pushing my FBA business forward. For me, it was Wednesday nights. My recommendation is like, take at least one night a week where you know you have two to three hours if you need it. No distractions to push your business forward. Um, figure out what works for you. You know, if I if I can do it though, I promise you can do it. I did it while working two jobs, by the way. So, uh, and now the the uh, time to show the AMZ Scout bundle offer. Uh, my friend Alex here from AMZ Scout has been showing you guys how you can sign up. Looks like David has a question. Is it one time price for life or yearly price? I believe it is one time but again I wish Giovanna no problem happy to be transparent sending the slides that's a good question I don't mind doing that um, I'll I'll send them to my contact at AMZ Scout I'll work with them they're good people if uh, if you guys want the slides I have no problem sharing the slides so I'll try to get those included with the presentation as well but this bundle assuming that it is a one time fee which I can't speak for sure um, but if it's one-time fee, I mean, this is a steal. So for $250, you'll get everything you need to find a product to sell on Amazon through FBA. Um, basically everything we just covered. If you get this deal bundled with this slide presentation or the replay, um, you're in good shape. And do you have any other questions about the offer? I guess so I'm going to have a Q and a slide in a couple in like two or three more slides. So let me see. Somebody just messaged me. Sorry. Two seconds. All right. It is annual. All right. The. uh, The two hundred fifty dollars is going to be an annual cost. One thing worth mentioning, though, is that if you were to look at some of the competitors, their average price is along the lines of forty dollars a month. So that's literally going to come out to almost two X. But again, you know, you can always you're invited to to do your research. I think it's a good deal, but again, $250 a year, not bad. Um, without naming their competitors, trust me, their competitors are more expensive. So that's what that's what I'll say. <laughs> and also on the topic of saving money on deals, uh, I would like to offer, this is the maximum discount that I ever offer, by the way. My FBA course, 20% off is the maximum. I have little poker chips. I should have kept one in front of me so that I could show you. I have these little poker chips that I ordered that are for like friends, family, like anybody that I meet in real life who's interested. The discount on those chips is 20%. And for a limited time, as I think I have this going through Friday night, uh, you can get 20% off my Amazon FBA course. So it's going to amount to $100 off with the code Get GETSTARTED. Um, if I can get that included in the follow-up email with a link to the replay and the slides and whatnot. Uh, I will do that. But this is the maximum discount that I offer for my course. The honest truth is that I spent a lot of lonely weekends going to the office by myself (laughs) back before I quit my nine to five job. It would just be me and the CEO on Saturdays and Sundays. And he'd be like, "Brian, what are you working on? I'd be like, man, I'm writing out this course on. I didn't tell him too much because I didn't want him to think that I was like starting a side business. But reality was I I not only was already successful as an FBA seller, but I was documenting like all of my knowledge uh, into this course. I spent over a year on it. It's really good. Um, Feedback's been great so far. So 20% off with the code get started. Uh, And by the way, the URL for that is ryansmethod.com. R Y A N S M E T H O D.com. I launched a passive income school there. Um, I did mention I teach at the college level. I have six years teaching experience. And, uh, you know, I decided to just go for it and open my own online school where I teach people how to make passive income using the exact methods that I use personally when I'm running my own businesses. So if that interests you guys, that's what I've got going on. And uh, now is a great time for the Q&A part. So ask away. Um, Would love to field any questions. I'm sure I missed some as well. So if you want to re-ask any questions, feel free and I will get to them. So how possible is it to get the manufacturer from China to send directly to the Amazon warehouse? Great question. That is how I run my business. Um, You know, this is stuff that, by the way, I would teach you if you were to join. But I also absolutely am happy to answer questions uh, right now. So your manufacturers, think of them as your business partners. Uh, they They will work for you. If you ask them to do things like I have them prep my inventory how it needs to be for FBA to receive it, meaning like label the units, label the cartons. If there's any additional prep work, I'm very specific about how it needs to be. For instance, I mentioned like product sizing tiers, certain products that I would have never thought would be oversized. It's like if the manufacturer packaged them the wrong way, Amazon would measure them and call them oversized. So I'll tell the manufacturers and essentially don't think of it as like the manufacturer. You'll typically have a point of contact who's like very accessible. They just want the business relationship to be happy on both ends. They'll work with you. They will if you need to call them, you can call. If you need to just message them or email them, you can typically do that um and just let them know what you need and uh they'll 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 help you out. And off, very often it's like there's no fees associated with that. Um <clears throat> I think I missed the part where, how do you find a reliable provider in China? Oh, welcome from the Dominican Republic. I've actually been to the DR uh, three or four times, I think four times actually. I love it there, man, huge fan. Uh, So how do you find a reliable provider in China? So when you go to websites like globalsources.com or alibaba.com, there are filters that you can input when you're doing your search for products or suppliers. I mean, there's various ways to use them. They're basically search engines for suppliers and products. There's filters you can use to, sorry, I just burped. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't come through the mic. There's filters you can use to filter out people who don't mit, uh, meet certain standards. Like Alibaba has standards like um, gold supplier that, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're truly like some amazing supplier. It means they pay Alibaba to be gold suppliers and you'll actually see like gold supplier, six years, things like that. Um, you can, they often will like show pictures of their facilities. Uh, you know, I don't want to say like, be skeptical. It could be fake. That's not how I feel. I've been to China. I've been on tours of facilities, uh, I don't really have reason to think that you're going to get scammed. If you're going to get scammed, it's going to be evident. Usually like they'll usually say like pay via Western union or something, which is a red flag. Like just don't pay via Western union, pay via like a wire or PayPal. If it's your first order, by the way, another little thing, like you can usually pay 30% deposit up front and then they'll produce your order. They'll prove to you that it exists. They'll, they can send you photos. They can do a video chat. Um, And then you can send the other 70%. You know, the only downside is if you're doing like wire transfers, you have to pay fees. Um, My bank charges me $40 per wire. What's the best market after US? So I have mixed, like, I'll answer this question, but there's an asterisk, right? So the second biggest Amazon market is Germany. Um, When you sell on other markets, you need to pay another you need to pay for another seller account. You can't mix the accounts. So like I sell actively on .com and .uk or .co.uk. But um, so whenever I have like my web browser, I have two seller accounts always open and I'm looking at both. <clears throat> but I really am not a fan of what Amazon calls their pan-European program. Uh, I have done videos on my YouTube channel and blog posts uh, talking more in depth about why I don't recommend going that route. But here's the thing. I'm me. So like you might bring some sort of like personal expertise and edge and experience, or maybe you live in like Germany or you live in the UK or in uh, Western Europe or whatever. If that works for you, the the same criteria we, we covered in this webinar will help you find valid products to sell over there. I believe I did see that um, AMZ Scouts tools work on the international markets. I, when I was combing through reading every last page trying to find those little details i'm like pretty sure i saw check boxes for eight or nine international marketplaces so um how do you find reliable what's the best market after u.s yeah the only the point of me saying that though is the pan european program yeah but if you do sell in europe you might as well use it that's the only thing because then the pan european program amazon will let you send your inventory to one location and then it'll be made available on uh, UK, Germany, Italy, France, and Spain. So you get a lot of coverage at no additional cost. And if you're interested in doing that, by the way, shoot me a message and I'll give you the email of my contact because I did do that program. Thank you for saying great presentation, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, If we have five variation, 25, dollar for five for months how i don't understand that question i apologize tatiana what is the toolkit with photo course in the amz scout offer um i honestly don't know i know what the toolkit is i think that's the uh slide from earlier in my presentation that included those tools like the uh, fba calculator that i talked about that was the first extension i ever used and the quick view which is great for seeing historical um data related to your competitions products before you enter that niche you can basically see sales history and get an idea of how it's tracking throughout the year how do you find someone on the ground in china so going um, into how do you find someone on china so here's the thing uh, so yeah the guy that i work with I met him through the person that taught me how to sell on FBA. The person who taught me how to sell on FBA, uh, this was like over three years ago, about three and a half. Like he he actually lived in China. So I met him in the United States at some like business meeting for local entrepreneurs. And then the dude moved to China like a month later. So we did all of our coaching on a webinar, basically on on similar to this. He lived in China and he had already been to China. So he had already met this dude and uh, knew him personally. And I just, I get, honestly, I got lucky. So then I ended up going to China like two years later or so, meeting him myself. And he doesn't charge me for that stuff. He um, helps me with other things, though, that uh, I do pay him for. So like like shipping, for instance, he, he works for a um, freight forwarding company. So if I need shipments, I almost always just work through him and he saves me some money. Uh, how important is it to develop your own brand? So here's the thing about this. Uh, when you, you you are at a, I think personally that there's a threat of paralysis by over analysis. If you're worried before you ever launch a product, if you're worried about brand potential, like keep in mind that you could sell 10 products on 10 different brands and each of them could make you money and life is perfect, Right the brand potential thing is a nice to have and brand registry is highly recommended to do things like protect your listings from uh, people that want to create offers on your listing to sell a similar product, also known as hijackers. Although not all of them have like hijacker intent. Some people are just doing it um, as an honest mistake. Like I've dealt with that before and then, you know, it's fine, but uh, brand potential helps like, my most successful brand, I put the website of my brand, and this is all like easy for me because I'm a tech guy, right? Like I am comfortable in Photoshop. Uh, it's part of what I teach in my college course, and I'm comfortable with web development. So short story, but every unit that I sell in that main, that, that primary most successful brand of mine has the website on it. If you go to the website, it redirects you straight to my Amazon store. Amazon loves when you send external traffic to their website that buys. So it's like a, like a reinforcing thing. Like you buy the product, you like it. Where did I get this from? Oh, the website's right there. I need to reorder. Go to the website. You get pushed to the Amazon store. Their analytics see that and they reward you accordingly. So little edges like that, it's almost like a flywheel effect, basically. Um, self-reinforcing. But little things like that really help you gain an edge and achieve success and make the big bucks if you will uh do you a company? do you do you have to have a company to do business with amazon i think is what stan tried to ask um you don't need a company you can use your well i don't know where you live but in the united states you can use your your um social security number as your tax id um i have an llc because like i was doing freelance web development since i left college Any idea when Amazon will allow CBD to be sold on the platform? So I've done a lot of research uh, on that because I doubt my girlfriend's still watching, but uh, her dad is like launching a brand of CBD products and he wanted me to help bring them to the platform. And I don't know the answer. Honestly, I did a lot of research. I see people trying to get away with it, listing things under hemp. I wouldn't recommend towing the line there. Um, unless it's like truly a hemp product and you get clearance from Amazon ahead of time, just because you don't want to get stuck with inventory that you can't move. Uh, what specific things can be done to raise the IPI score? Uh, is that an Amazon metric? I think I know what you mean for low oh, inventory performance, that metric. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's really just this is why. This is something that I didn't even talk about in this, in this uh, presentation, but like having an Amazon seller account in general, just holds so much intrinsic value because keep in mind, this is like the number one e-commerce website in the world. You get like unfathomable visibility just from being able to list a product for sale on Amazon. And there's a core principle that all of my passive income courses come back to, and that's more products on more marketplaces, or in this case, in front of the most people possible, will make you more money. So listing on Amazon should be prioritized. And over time, they can like change requirements for sellers. For instance, they can say, hey, to sell on Amazon, uh, or to if you want to send X number of units to our warehouse, you need to increase your inventory. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, like inventory score, um, which you can see right in your Seller Central dashboard when you log in. And essentially it's like, just prove to them that you're a good seller Uh, by just making sales, not receiving complaints. Customers can leave both product feedback, but maybe it's lesser known that they can also leave seller feedback. And by the way, like in my course, I know I keep coming back to the course, but I swear there's so many things to talk about. Like it's, it's clearly too much for just one webinar, but like there are tools you can use within Amazon's terms of service that will increase the likelihood of receiving both seller feedback and product feedback, and you can word them a certain way to basically do damage control with. And it's again, it's all within the terms of service, but you can increase the likelihood of like a happy customer leaving a positive review and reduce the likelihood of an unhappy customer leaving an unhappy review. It's like there's, you know, there's some good ins and outs, um, a lot of ins and outs to it, but a lot of really nice software that we can leverage. To increase the likelihood of us being successful but if you're like a new account then using that a tool to automate feedback requests that are within amazon's terms of service is a really good way of getting seller feedback five stars and uh increasing those removing those restrictions that they might impose on a new seller account which by the way didn't used to exist but then they started opening amazon up to all the international sellers which is good and bad i don't hate on international sellers but it's like a lot of people were trying to game the system And the results, the net result is then they impose these new restrictions. So is Canada and U.S. same seller account? Uh, It's I don't sell in Canada. And I do see it like if you open a U.S. seller account, you will see a drop down that will let you switch to Canada. So I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it is a separate seller account. Um, But again, it's like, don't quote me. Like sometimes you can switch to that market and see them and look, it'll look like you're selling there, but then you try to actually like send a product in and there'll be some restriction. Um, My, my understanding is like, it's a separate seller account for each marketplace, except if you do like the pan European, for instance, that's an Amazon program. So by going through Amazon to do pan European, you pay for one account, they give you five, but it's through them. Uh, Chatbots. Chatbots. I've never used chatbots for reviews. Um, I know people that do. I I personally like haven't done it, so I can't really speak to that. Do you recommend to sell healthcare products? Stan, honestly, like all the criteria that we talked about in this webinar, regardless of the category, as long as it's not a gated category and it meets the criteria of like relatively high demand and relatively low competition, absolutely go for it. Um, like healthcare absolutely unless there's like some some weird aspect of whatever it is you're selling like if it's cbd healthcare, like don't do it because they won't let you list cbd right so um just make sure you know the ins and outs i'm an american that lives and works in china oh cool rich that's awesome um what part of china are you in by the way i got to see three different parts when i was there in selecting a product, for example, if I like the baby shark item, should I try and find a similar product to sell, or just get inspiration from it? Definitely experiencing analysis paralysis. So it like different people will tell you different things. There's not always a right or wrong way. Uh, if if there's only two people selling a bundle of eight baby shark cake toppers and the average revenue is 10k a month, think of the pie being. 20K at that point. And it's being split down the middle. It's not down the middle because one's doing better than the other, but it's like two thirds one way, one third the other way. And then you enter. And let's say that that 20K gets split three ways. Well, that's 6,600. If it was even, it'd be 666, 666, 666. That's how I would think of it. right? But like, look at the size of the pie, then look at how many people are selling that exact thing. And then make your decision of if you should just enter selling a copycat product or actually try to like make it better. You know, they were selling in packs of eight. So maybe you sell a pack of six, maybe you sell a pack of 10. You can get creative. Maybe you talk to your supplier and see if they can jam a candle in the head of one of those baby sharks and make it like the ultimate cake topper with the candle included, or maybe that's your add-on, you know, maybe it's like eight baby shark cake toppers plus, you know, it wouldn't cost you more than like 10 cents to include candles. So that, that could be your edge. Oh, Marielle's still watching. (laughs) That's my girlfriend. Uh, What about tracking products? So Scout does have a uh, keyword tracker um, that once you're successfully selling on Amazon, it'll give you your rank over time. So you'll know when you're gaining rank, when you're losing rank. I think that's what you're asking about. Uh, What about packaging for your product? Uh, So I don't go in depth about that in my course, but like, because it honestly is very variable. Your supplier, this is basically how it works at a high level. So either they can accommodate your needs in-house, like that would probably indicate that they're doing it for other people that they're manufacturing for. If they can't, like China is, well, maybe not right now with the, with the issue with the virus and whatnot, but like on average, normal China, they just phone a friend at a local other factory that has whatever they need. And so if you say like, I need packaging, that's gonna be done this way, or I need this extra insert included, they don't make you do the sourcing. They'll do it for you. Now I can't like speak, I can't guarantee that obviously, but like in my experience, they're usually happy to do that. So if you say, hey, I'm thinking about doing the the candles add on for the baby sharks, cake toppers, they'll say, okay, well, we'll do some research and get back to you about how much that's gonna cost per unit for the candles. And uh, packaging would be similar most likely. Like either they can do it for you or they'll probably help you out and figure it out for you. You can really lean on the suppliers. Like they'll help you. They're your business partner. They want you to succeed because then they make more money, right? Uh, is there a good book tutorial on how to do a great listing page? Um, I do cover that in my course, but uh, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, honestly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's, it's a lot that goes into it. Um, and honestly, like there is a hierarchy in terms of like what should be prioritized. As you can imagine, like having a great thumbnail image is first and foremost, probably like that in the title are like number one. Um, and then there's kind of like a precedence based on how Amazon's uh, search algorithm works, but also don't get tricked into thinking because like I, I see people on YouTube and other places talking, I think they put an unjust importance on keywords. and. Keywords matter. Like the words you include in your listing, they matter. But like the difference between ranking on the top of page one and the middle of page one are not keywords. It's, it's like sales history, sales velocity, feedback. You know what I mean? It's, it's those things more or less. Um, so it's all important, but it's not easy to sum up. Kwame, you're welcome, brother. Uh, Purchased AMZ Scout program, uh, service laptop, uh, got you. Uh, Deborah, hopefully, like, whatever account you use to log in, um, you'll be able to log in and get access to everything there. Um, Just check your email. Uh, Bundle deal with AMZ Scout lifetime, even if it's a little more. Uh, Ramon, man, I would reach out to uh, AMZ Scout support. They're good about getting back to you, probably get back to you the same day and uh, see if, if you can barter for that. How possible is it to get the manufacturer from China to send directly to the Amazon warehouse? I think I already answered that. I think I'm a little bit out of date with these questions. Um, once, you find, once you find a good product, where do you get them? There's different ways. Um, I personally, usually my go-to is alibaba.com, truthfully. Um, but you can go to like global sources. It's another website because um, Alibaba is almost exclusively China. Like it's a lot of China. If you go to global sources, you can filter out China and try to source from like the rest of the world. So that's a little bit interesting. Um, Sorry, just going through these questions. Appreciate you guys hanging out though this late. Um, We'll go up to like 8.30 at the latest, so like eight more minutes, I think. And by the way, while I'm showing this Q&A slide, I might as well jump back over here. Show the AMZ Scout bundle again. They're offering fifty-five percent off to the uh, webinar webinar viewers for their bundle. We found out this is an annual charge. Um, For what it's worth, though, like you know, if it's nearing a year and you don't need it, you can always cancel. Um, But if you're still loving it and using it, like assuming you're successful as an Amazon seller, you'll still be using the tools, and they will be providing you more value than what it costs to use them for sure. Um, So. Can I use AMZ Scout without limits? Uh, So yeah, as long as you have the pro extension or the, if you bought the bundle, there's no limits. Uh, I believe they may let you do like a free trial without paying um, with those limits imposed. Let's see here. Is it wise to open a seller account on your brand name or can you keep your personal account? So your seller account will be visible on your product listings, like the seller account name that you choose. My personal recommendation is to uh, not use LLC in it. (laughs) I think that causes issues with trademarking. If you have the same brand name as your seller account name and you put LLC in it, you might have issues with getting brand registered. So that's my first recommendation. Beyond that, it's hard to do anything wrong. Um, it's really just up to you. Pick something generic though, because you don't know like you don't know what kind of random products you're gonna be selling. Like you might be selling like baby shark cake toppers, and then you know something serious like like a health product or something like. So just make it generic is what I would say. Um, do you do wholesale arbitrage? No, I do not do wholesale. Um, just never have, never got into it. I thought about it at one point, um, but I just never did. That requires a lot of bankroll, which like nowadays, now that I have more bankroll from being an Amazon seller for a while, uh, I probably could get into it, but it's just not something I've really thought about doing. Uh, What else? Some products will qualify for FBA listing for Mexico and Canada platforms. No need to have a new account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, I don't know that you necessarily need to open an account on like Mexico and Canada. Like I, there are things you can do that you can't do if you don't pay for the extra account, but you can just list in.com through your single seller account and have them uh, be eligible to be sold on the uh, Canada and Mexico, or at least shipped to Canada and Mexico. Uh, David asked 20 search versus 40 a month. Sorry, I don't exactly understand. Hopefully, the Alex might be able to answer that. I live in Ningbo near Shanghai. So that's a very popular for um, a lot of my suppliers are in Ningbo. Uh, I did not get to visit Ningbo, though, while I was in China, Rich. Um, did it Did go to Guangzhou? And uh, no, that's not where I went. Oh, where was it? One of the places I went to had like killer hot pot food, man. That was just burning me, burning my throat. Um, does AMZ Scott web app have or planning to have something similar to JS launch program for email campaigns, uh, and promotions. I'm not sure there. Um, but I do cover an alternative tool in my course that I use personally that I really like. Um, Just about done, can you do the product research by the Chrome extension only? Uh, You can do the validation and the research to an extent, uh, you can use that niche idea button to generate ideas, Uh, but there is like a finite list that it'll give. Like it's probably based on like what's trending well at the time, but it's not like an infinite, like you can't just keep clicking the button and get a million ideas. Um, So if they're not working, then you'd want to expand your search That's where the web app comes into play. Uh, all right. So 827. I'm going to jump down to my offer right here for my course for the last like three minutes or so. Oh, there we go. We went to Chongqing, Beijing, Guilin and Yangshuo. My girlfriend just reminded me because she's still here. Thank you. Um, let me see if I can pull up a photo of me and. Uh, y'all want to see some <laughs> for the last like three minutes, anybody that's still here want to see some photos of China? Um, let me show you one of me and my uh, my buddy. That was me and uh, Simon is his name underneath a bridge. And one thing that I was like super tired that day, but uh, one thing that you'll probably hear about, it's probably very believable is that in China, in certain areas that are like densely packed like social outing destinations like where we were at that night um you're shoulder to shoulder with people that you do not know like there's so many people and like even going inside to like the malls and whatnot to like the shopping destinations like no ac so it's just like pretty pretty hot we were there during the well we were there during august actually but i think it was like a hot time of year for them um yeah, we we like went up a mountain. If you guys have any other questions, by the way, got like two more minutes to ask. <laughs> product description, do you need to translate it? Ah, uh, Miro. So with the product description, if you do the Pan-European, oh, you meant Canada and Mexico, didn't you? I was gonna say Pan-European, Amazon will translate it for you. They have people that work for them in each country that speaks the dialect that'll do it for you. If you do like .com selling on uh, Canada, I don't think you need to worry about translating it to Canadian, but to Spanish for Mexico, I do not believe that's how it works. Um, So, but yeah, this was funny. This picture here, Uh, this one always makes me laugh because this was like, we had gone up a mountain and it's like a big mountain, man. It was not a joke mountain. And there were like rice paddy fields on it and whatnot. You can kind of see it here. But on the way down, we saw some lady and her kid being carried up. And I felt bad for the dudes that had to carry her, but I guess it's a living. Um, but yeah, China was pretty cool. And as we wrap up the final minute, guys, um, again, thank you for those of you guys that are still hanging out. uh, Michal, uh the link to the um, AMZ Scout bundle, I will drop in the chat right now. And let me see. I'm going to drop it in the chat for you. Thank you for hanging out until the end, guys, by the way. That's the AMZ Scout bundle. And I will drop a link to my FBA course if anybody's interested as the last thing that I do. um, And yeah, the promo code get started will save you 20%. If you opt to join, that's the maximum discount that I offer. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me till the end. I'll be honest. This is the first solo live stream I've ever done. So I was definitely nervous beforehand. I'm glad that it went pretty well and uh, look forward to um, keeping in touch with you guys that opt to check out my course and I'm going to shut the webinar down. So I'll see you guys later if I can figure out how to close it. <laughs>